One Week Season. and welcome to week seven the edge breakdown with pappy and myself and pappy wrote up the bucks and panthers game this week which obviously right we're gonna have to start with the big news um if it wasn't already abundant they were in full tank mode right um and it, it is now now as a 49ers fan i'm very excited that we traded for cmc congratulations uh, yeah, I, I mean that's a and and less than I thought we were would give up. When I saw a trade, I'm like, ugh, like I hope we didn't have to give up too much. And I mean, while it's four picks, um, I think the juice is worth the squeeze with the team we have here, right? Um, I was talking to Hilo about this earlier today, and essentially we have the best running catching running back in the NFL and the best running wide receiver in the NFL now, added with Ayuk, added with Kittle. And a top defense. I'm I'm excited to see what we can do. But meanwhile, <laughs> the Panthers in 2022 have yeah. an official team total below 14 points. They do, Something man. I did not think I would see in 2022. I, yeah, I didn't think they could go much lower, but yeah, they managed to do it. Maybe we'll see it get down to 12. I mean, they could still trade DJ Moore, which I, I would be very happy about. He's got a, he's got a one out. I mean, you know, you know, he's got a one out. Yeah, right. Like at this point, like just take the draft picks and go. You you made it clear, you, you know, you don't want to go anywhere, right? Like get some draft picks for them, send them to a contender, and uh, my my season long shares would very much appreciate oh. it, along me, with my basketball. Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah. So this was, you know, this is a game I I kind of had my eye on, anyways, just because of what we just said, how bad the Panthers are how terrible their past has been, right? They they finally got rid of rule, right? I mean, they're just, they're a hot mess. Um, and this isn't a bring back game, but, um, you know, I'm curious to see, like, do you think, because they've shown it in the past, do you really see an opportunity here with the Bucks just turning it on and putting up 45? You know, do, do, you, do you see any positive signs for that? Yep. So this is a really interesting game to me. It's probably uh, the uniquest game that I've written up in my two years doing the edge because typically we focus on, you know, analytics and what's going on on the field coverages, the X's and O's, because that is what ultimately normally makes the difference in what happens. But this game, because we have uh, one team that has really given up earlier than any team I can think of in recent NFL history. I mean, this type of a give up is like MLB pirates, you know, reminiscent where, you know, like a month into the season. You're like, ah, you know, we got a we got JT Brubaker out there. It's probably not going to be too good. So, uh, you know, that that's what this feels like. And that's not a very common thing in the NFL. Right. So right. when we're looking at the Panthers and you say, okay, you guys are basically rolling over more than any NFL team really has that I can think of. Um, and then you look at the Bucks and you say, well, you know, even though the Bucks are three and three, there's still a pretty strong roster from, you know, a skill uh, standpoint. You know, all of their receivers are pretty strong. Brady is, is obviously still Brady. Uh, Fournette has looked good in the last couple of years. The defense is very strong. So 
you know, the Bucks are, are going to kill him. Um, and really, instead of breaking down the X's and O's, it's more of how badly do you think they're going to kill him, right? Because, wow. it, it, you know, if, if, if they're content to win something like 24-7, which I think I say in the write-up, um, that probably won't produce any, uh, you know, have-to-have-it stat line or maybe one uh, versus, you know, if the Bucks basically take the mindset of, you know, we're going to come out here and beat you 50 nothing. Uh, to show the world that, you know, we're still the Bucks, and, uh, you know, we don't care that you guys are basically willing to, to, to just roll over. Um, that's really the decision point in this game for me. And I think that uh, the Bucks are going to be willing to beat them 50 nothing, in my opinion. I think that is the most likely outcome. Now, I kind of wish I had the guts to play like a Brady, Goodwin, Evans, Bucks D stack, like on my, you know, main roster and smaller three entries and single, like a big part of me wants to like have the the balls to do that. I, I don't know that I will. Um, you know, I said, I, there is a lot of risk in that type of a strategy, right? Like they, they don't have to crush them mercilessly to win. Right. Um, but I, I do think that they will. And so for me, I think that's what puts it in kind of an MME play or maybe out of the five lineups, I tend to bet more on maybe a fourth or fifth lineup. Um, I might play like a Brady Evans uh, Goodwin stack with, with the Bucks D. I think that's the actual interesting thing for me that I'm really interested in doing is actually playing a Bucks offense stack with the Bucks D, which is something I very rarely do. Um, but very rarely do we see a game like this where, you know, a 49 to three drubbing feels almost probable. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's kind of, kind of how I feel about it. My my only worry on the and I I like the D. My only worry on the D side is they're just not going to do enough for them to generate the few extra points we want, right? That maybe the Bucks D ends at ten or twelve points, right? Um, versus you know we're hoping that eighteen to twenty five range, right? Um, points wise, uh, but at the same time, right? If um, one of the things that sticks out to me is now let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's go to the Panthers D side, right? If you're Shaq and these other guys, how committed are you to killing yourself right now? Right. When yeah, they've just given up. Right. Like yeah. I, I think it's going to be like, ah, do I really want to push that hard? And um, if I get for me, you said it, I, I don't know that I have the guts on my three maxes to do it. Cause that's, you know, that's, I'm a single entry three max guy. I don't know if, if I have the guts, but I sure want to work up to it. And if the ownership's low enough, I'm, I, I might do, I might do it. I might just, if it comes in so low that I think it's going to give me a leverage point. Um, Cause I'm, I'm trying to win, right? Like right. I'll either want to be first or I want to be last. Don't get me wrong. Right. I don't want to lose all my money, but <laughs> I, I don't really care about finishing, you know, mm-hmm. 317th or 27th. Like great. I made my money back, but I'm not trying to finish it. I want to finish first. Like, yep. Or I want to completely whiff so bad that, hey, if things would have gone the other way, right, I, I would have won, right? Um, so that that's kind of one of the ways uh, I approach it. Yeah, I think that anyone who's won, uh, you know, big tournaments in DFS will tell you that you kind of have to have that mindset of first or last because, um, you know, min caching is great. It keeps you in it or whatever. But anyone who's made money in DFS has done it in big weeks. 
And so, you know, that's how, you know, that's how you win. Um, And so you have to kind of have that mindset and how silly will you feel uh, if the Bucks do beat them 49-3 and it's like, you know, Brady has 400 yards and five touchdowns and, you know, two of them are to Goodwin and two of them are Evans. And you're like, you know, why didn't I just take like, you know, the Bucks against a team that is literally belly up? you know, give, right. giving up. Why didn't, you know, it's pretty obvious. So it's one of those things where we, we feel the caution of like, Hey, taking, you know, a big stack here in a game that is going to be a blowout, uh, you know, has a lot of risk because what if they, you know, just beat them by a normal amount. But then if they do beat them 49, three, you sit here, look, scratching your head. Like, why did I think hard about that? Right. It's like the most obvious thing. And then if they even have low ownership or as you alluded to, which they almost certainly will have very low combinational ownership, uh, you feel even sillier because you're like, it's the most obvious thing and no one did it and me included. Right. So um, it's definitely something I want exposure to. I don't know that I'll have the guts to do it on a single entry three max team. I, I, I'm debating it. That's definitely a decision point for me this week. And, And if I do it, I will probably try to have the guts to also play the Bucks D, which is really the same risk as the offense, like you're saying, right? Like they they just beat them in like a normal type game where they don't get a lot of – the Panthers give up so much, all they do is run up the middle and run out the clock, right? And, you know, they end up with like seven points and two sacks or something, you know? So, it, it, yeah, right. You know, that's the – it's kind of the same risk as the offense. So I feel like if I'm taking the risk on the offense that they're going to win 50 nothing, I want to take the risk on the defense that they win 50 nothing and get a defensive TD as, as one of the TDs, you know? Yeah, I mean, how, right, like, you can see the path there, right? The whole, if this happens, then this, right? Like, when we always ask ourselves that question. It's um, it's one that, right, like, everybody, I think, was probably going to be more like, hey, do we run CMC back at this, right? Do we take the Brady-Godwin, you know, mixtures of Evans, Otten, you know, you talked about Lenny Stacks and bring them back with CMC. That was, I think, the plan. I think everybody's going to turn off of it now. Um, and I think it's going to give us um, maybe a really unique one-off. And like you said, <laughs> if we look back this week and we both don't play it, they went 49-3. We'll both just like, right. like we knew we should have. <laughs> right? Yeah, like most obvious thing of the week, right? Of course, Brady's upset. He's yelling at the O-line. He's playing the right. team that's given up. He's going to paste them, right? 49-3. to Like, how did I not just just load up there? Um, the, the other thing I think is interesting in this game is Mike Evans, just regardless of the game environment and kind of what happens, um, you know, he's the only player to me that I think maybe I would play on his own or, or play outside of this game environment. Um, and really that's honestly a lot is kind of fitting with this game's narrative because he complained. Um, and when you look at how well he's played this year and you look at how well he played last week, I mean, he was being covered by a Steelers practice squad player who me as a, as a Steelers fan, avid Steelers, fan, I didn't even know who he was, you know, until I saw him on the field, I was like, who is Johnson or Jack? I still don't even know you're Johnson Jackson. He's one of those two. He's a guy they called up from, you know, the practice squad, he's covering Evans and, you know, they throw him the ball four times. He catches all four. Uh, right. and they, they lose this game. Right. So, you know, it's not as right. if this is just a, a coasting type game. And, uh, I mean, he kind of had a right to complain. And so, um, I feel like Brady is the type of quarterback who will hear that, especially in a situation where it was really kind of justified and, uh, right. he'll try to get him going. And, and I just can't see the Panthers stopping whatever the is the Bucks want to do. And even if they win 24 seven, if what they want to do is get Evans two of those touchdowns, I feel like that's what's going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I think Evans is the one guy I'm, I'm most interested from either side. 
Uh, so no, not interested in Lenny at all this week. His price is pretty high. It's pretty high too. You know, what really worries me about Fournette is that, and I think people misinterpret him a little bit, uh, is that he actually has his big games and games the Bucks lose but are competitive where there's a long period of time where he's catching little five to 10 yard underneath passes from Brady. And he ends up with those 10 reception type lines for, you know, 80 or 95 yards. Those are the games where he really posts his ceiling games. He doesn't actually tend to post his ceiling games in games where the bucks smash them. And not to say he can't, right. If they really beat him 49 to three, right. Of course he could have two of the TDs and a and hundred yards, but Typically for him, the competitive games where maybe the Bucks lose a close game or win a close game are, are better for better for him. So I think that uh, that along with the fact that there's all this stuff swirling around Brady and that right. you know he's going to want to throw the ball into the end zone um, makes me out of all of the Bucks probably less enthusiastic about Fournette. And what you said too about his price also now, you know, really creeping up there into the elite range. Um, you kind of feel like he's he's not going to pay off that price tag very often. Um, so, you know, he's the one I would say that's the most cautious. By the way, the other way that you could go here, if you're brave, right, and you want to say, like, the Panthers D takes a totally different mindset of, a, like, us against the world, right? Like, all right, they're giving up, you know what, but we're all still here and we're at home and we're going to get fired up for this game and show everybody, you know, we're not just rolling over. That's the other outtake here and then if you also pair that with hey the bucks offense right uh has really not been very good and even though they're talented they have lost three out of the last four games um and maybe they just brady's maybe brady's finally you know over the hill it it happens quick right if you want to take that approach you can certainly play the panthers defense for free at no ownership and uh you know there will probably be maybe one or two MME teams, certainly not teams I'm betting a ton on, but one or two Millie maker only teams for me that, that I probably do that on that. I probably play the Panthers D nobody else and kind of take that mindset of, you know, what if they take, they get fired up for this game worlds against them, us against the world and come out and play hard, you know? So that's, that's also an angle you could take here. That's a brave angle. (laughs) It's brave. brave. That's braver. That's braver than the Tampa staff for sure. Um, But again, right, like you said, it's free. It's going to unlock so much stuff in your lineup, and it's going to be no ownership, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, I mean, can you see a path there where they come out and do it? While their pasty hasn't been as good, they've been mediocre on the run side. So if they come out, they're fired up, you know, Brady, you know, Brady is 45. Maybe they get a couple sacks, you know, and get, you know, one interception, and if it's a pick six – all of a sudden you're going to be really right. I mean, that leverage on the field is that's how you want a millimeter, right? Is that, that kind of no ownership leverage is how you get there. Right. And that's the, you know, that's why I say for me, I think that's a millimaker only play. Right. Uh, but when you think about how to win a tournament with hundreds of thousands of entries um, and you think, could the Bucks fail here? I mean, they could, the, the Panthers could do that exact mentality us against the world. And, you know, they haven't really traded any defensive players away. Right. So maybe the defense right. says, you know, you're giving up on offense, but we're going to show you, we can still keep us in this game. You could see it. And maybe, or maybe it's even just a fluke, you know, they're just playing hard and someone tips the ball and they get a pick six. Right. And if that happens, like you said, that's the type of play that could win you a lot of money. Um, so it's brave. It's not something I would do on a team. I'm betting in single entries or three entries, but it is something I'll probably do on one or two teams. I'm, I'm just playing in the Millie maker. 
Interesting. That's uh, that is definitely a take. I don't think you're going to see a lot of places this week. Um, what? Uh, so as we end up here, right? Um, anything on the prop side that you've really looked at this week that that sticks out to you? That you any lines you've liked? Uh, I, I think a lot of the lines are really tight this week. I think they've actually done a pretty good job capping them. Unfortunately. So I, I think they actually have done a pretty good job. I don't typically get into my props until Saturday night as much. Um, and okay. that's when I really start to, to, to look at them and uh, see what's what's going on there with the props. But so I don't have have one off the top of my head I can give you that I think is like way off. Um, but I actually did glance at them. I always glance at them just so I can know which way things are moving. And I agree with you. They, they, they look pretty tight this week. There wasn't anything that I caught my eye as to like, Oh my God, that's like, you know, that's easy. That's not even close. Um, right. You know, I don't really have one of those this week at first look. Yeah. They, um, me and Jay were talking earlier and it just like, man, the board's tight this week on that NFL side. Um, right. And we are right. We're getting close to halfway through the season. We know who's who we know, you know, how offenses are running. And so they're, they're definitely uh, a little bit tighter there this week. Well, uh, there is a great uh, way to look at this game that, like I said, you're probably not going to hear anywhere else besides here. Um, and more importantly, uh, I think the takeaway from that is the mindset of how how to approach a game, right? Make sure you're not just pigeonholing yourself into saying, this is the only path, right? The only path is the Bucks are just going to obliterate a Panthers team that's given up. Uh, be willing to take a step back and look at the other side and say, hey, is there, you know, is there a path on where this could happen, even if it's a super small percent, um, that critical thinking is always going to put you ahead of the field. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, always, if you are a player that plays some uh, multi-entry in, in big tournaments only and plays single and three entry max, realize that you should be taking different approaches there and, uh, you know, try to differentiate those plays. Whereas like a Panthers D is a, a you know, only MME play and uh, maybe the Bucks stacks can, if you're brave, you know, be strong enough to be in a, in a single entry or three entry. So start thinking that way and uh, you'll be a better DFS player. Yeah. Cause you know what end up uh, tonight, uh, Tyrese Halliburton in the NBA, uh, he was projected at 30% ownership. He's 57%. He landed on cause he was right. Cause of his price. So that's right. Those, those are the, those are the things you're trying to avoid when you're trying to win a big tourney, right. Is someone that's going to land there. Yeah, I mean, when you have guys, I mean, there were some guys like that uh, last week that were not quite fifty-seven percent, but you know, I think Eno Benjamin was was way up yeah. there last week. Um, and it's not that he's a bad play; he was kind of a free square play, and and I used him in lineups. But uh, you know, I I knew, hey, don't put this guy into all of you know your lineups here yeah. because obviously there's a lot of leverage in him failing. Uh, and, you know, having I wrote up the Jets game last week, I was high on Bryce Hall. So he was a, a core running back for me. So my teams that did well were teams that, you know, were on him and, and Ramadre mostly. And so you, uh, you know, you look at that and you say, OK, well, if I would have just played, you know, the guy who was kind of obvious free square, well, didn't really work out that well. So people just we never know as much as we think. Right. Like we never know. We're never that accurate. Um, and so if you really just err on the side of saying I'm going to go kind of a different direction, you're probably going to be better off, especially in tournaments a lot of the time. Yeah, totally agree. Well, um, thanks for coming on this week. Uh, stay tuned to uh, see this as this weekly gets going, going forward. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll see you guys.